Hey everybody, uh, welcome to Half Past Midnight, the show where I talk about whatever I feel like after dark. I'm your host, Edie, and I hope you'll enjoy your time with me today. First of all, how are you guys? I don't know who you guys is or (laughs) who it's directed to because I'm not really sure how many people are going to listen to this. I'm going to estimate like five-ish. And I think that's okay. I don't know if I necessarily want to be talking to, like, a bunch of people because I have social anxiety. (laughs) I don't know. Even though I'm sitting in my bedroom with a computer and my chewed-up pair of headphones, thanks to my cat, it's still, you know, something in the back of my head. But anyways, yeah, this is the first episode of Half Past Midnight. I don't know how many of these I'm going to (laughs) do. It might just be one of those things that I, like, get really obsessed with and I put all my energy into for, like, a week and then I just, like, don't (laughs) worry about it anymore. I am on break, so I definitely have a lot of time to screw around and do whatever I want. Um, And that might not always be the case. But for now, yeah, welcome to the first episode. I'm pretty excited. And yeah, (laughs) I'm probably going to like get a better intro and hopefully one that's like less awkward as I move along. But for now, this is the intro. We're like two minutes in. (laughs) I should probably get to the point. Um, so yeah. The 2021 Grammy nominations, Grammy nominations, Jesus, just got posted. I don't know how recent that was, but I heard about them and I, you know, I looked through obviously. I have some thoughts. <laughs> just in general, like I have some thoughts. Um first of all, the weekend was absolutely robbed. Like I know that um they posted about it on their like Instagram but it's insane that Changes by Justin Bieber was nominated for a best pop vocal album and After Hours wasn't like I listen to After Hours and I'm not like a ginormous fan of The Weeknd but it was still better than Changes so I don't know uh that's interesting to me I also don't know why Yummy was nominated as best pop solo performance I I don't get it. It's like the most repetitive thing. And I guess it's not original or funny to like c- crap on Yummy, but I'm going to do it anyway. I don't really care. It's not a good song. It's not. And like, you know, those um like conspiracy theory people who are like, yeah, Yummy was actually about like Pizzagate or whatever, because I've heard things about that. Like, I, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it. P- Pizzagate isn't even, like, real, is it? I don't know. It... Like, okay. I don't know how Pizzagate and QAnon are supposed to tie in together. This is just, like, a side note. Like, I know the people... Like, I have people that I know who believe in QAnon, and I just find that so weird. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that anybody can be a pedophile, regardless of their political leanings. But that is beside the point. I'm getting off track. Um, yeah, back to the Grammys. 
Anyways, I kept scrolling down the entire list of, you know, nominated albums and performances and songs and all that, and I found the, like, contemporary Christian um, songs and artists, and I didn't even know that they were nominated for <laughs> Grammys, and I guess that was just me being stupid. Like, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess it makes sense that artists in different genres would be nominated for Grammys, but I've, like, never heard of that. Like, I've never seen it happen. And I just thought that was interesting. And so, naturally, I, like, listened to all of the songs that were on there. Well, I didn't, like, listen to them all the way through, because, (laughs) as you'll gather from the theme of this episode, Christian music sucks. And, like, this is just purely objective, but it or subjective, sorry. But it it just isn't it. <laughs> and I feel like I'm allowed to say that as someone who's like, you know, been raised a Christian, been to only Christian schools. <laughs> you know, like I listen to it on the radio like almost every single day driving to first grade through eighth grade, like my school there. <laughs> so I think that I've heard just about all there is to hear. And I have some opinions. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. The songs in the Best Contemporary Christian Music Performance slash Song category, I'm gonna say were, like, overall subpar. I mean, obviously it's the Grammys, so I'm not expecting them to pick (laughs) actually good songs. Because, like, I don't know. Well, scratch that. That doesn't make sense. I know that the Grammys are, like, rigged, and they don't really care much about, like, actual music, because, like, how could they if they nominated Yummy as, like, one of the best pop vocal songs? But that, again, is beside the point. I think one of the major problems of Christian music is just the blandness and the repetition of it. And in part, I understand that because Christian music in general is designed to fit into these generic formulas that everyone can relate to. Because like relatability is a big part of that for Christians. Most of us can relate to like being saved at some point. And Christian artists tend to capitalize off of that by writing these bland, white bread, friggin' (laughs) songs. And, I don't know, the mainstream Christian music artists tend to just write about these broad topics without digging into, like, their own personal experience. And it lacks personability. Is that a word? It it lacks, I don't know, it lacks personality for one. That's a different word. But there's no sense of self. It's just broad and it has no like, no life in it, you know? Like, (laughs) it's designed for people on Sundays to go into church and sing a song as a body and all relate to it maybe on like some um some first level 
but it's not anything that's like deep that impacts a person specifically or at least um a lot of the songs that were nominated were not <laughs> i think that i don't know <laughs> yeah there's a lot of problems there i gotta say especially um when you look into what those topics are like a big one is that i've noticed personally is the like god is big we are small thing and i guess to some that is um important and yeah it designs dear god i like lost my train of thought <laughs> see this is why i can't have a podcast because i just don't know how to speak Anyways, where was I? Right. <laughs> yeah, there's this theme of God is so big and I am so small. And to some listeners, that is a reminder of how like big and great the God that they're worshipping is. But how is that uplifting to a believer? If you leave it just there, like where... <laughs> Where is the the peace and the hope in that, in just saying blatantly that, like, I am small and I am unworthy? Like, if that's what you're singing in your church services and that's what you're telling yourself, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I guess this is sort of a side note. And maybe I can make a, like, longer video, not video, recording, I don't know, <laughs> on this topic in general. But, like, why do Christians seem to have such a self-sacrificial attitude about themselves? Like, <laughs> I don't get it. It's like they hate every aspect of themselves. Or, like, why do we do that? I mean, I get the whole, like, living in sin thing, but I don't think that it, <laughs> a god would want us to sing about only that or have that be such a broad theme in our worship music like the self-hatred for our our bodies and our natures i i just don't understand that like there <laughs> for music that's supposedly uplifting and like nurturing i don't see a whole lot of that in that kind of theme Anywho, <laughs> yeah, I think overall, Christian music is Christian music, not Christian music, um, if that makes any sense. Because there is this theme in Christianity of not wanting to be a part of the world, and that regards, or that's in regards with like all the media, um, like movies and TV and books and people music and that's why in my opinion so many christian artists don't necessarily care about being artists and they do being um like publicly christian and not like maybe that i said that wrong because like i think that obviously your faith is an important part of your identity but if you're making music without the like drive to make music your music is not going to be good i hope that makes sense <laughs>
the irony in it all for me is that Christians are supposed to have this powerful, all-created God that we're supposed to reflect since we're made in his image, uh, so to say. And yet, we have some of the most uncreative music that isn't fueled by the passion that we're supposed to have. It's just fueled by the the, the drive to mass produce and and make money. I hate that so much of our music is like that in general, not even just in Christian circles, but in general, like so much music isn't made because the artists have passion that they have been given. It's because, you know, you got to make a buck. And you see that with so many like older artists who were popular like 10 years ago and now they're like washed up and making these trashy singles to make money, (laughs) not because like, it's their life goal and they're so driven to do it anymore. It's because that's what they have to do. Anyways, that's like slightly off topic, but not really. <laughs> I guess also one final issue that I want to talk about in Christian music is the perpetuation of purity culture on Christian women. Um, like as someone who was raised in Christian circles, like obviously I've been exposed to that. <laughs> Like, I've grown up in that. I know what that's like. (laughs) Actually, I'd really like to make a separate video talking about purity culture, because it's kind of whack. Do not enjoy it. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But basically, there was this one story that I heard. I don't remember if I saw a video or I read about it, but there was this artist named Lauren Deliri. And you know how (laughs) when you're in church or whatever and they have... um, they have this music playing and then you lift up your arms and you like sway. Like I don't do that because I just don't get into it in that way. But I know a lot of people do. But basically she did that on stage and her shirt lifted up and exposed her midriff. And like (laughs) all these Christian people started dragging her for it and asking her why she was like tempting all the men in the audience by doing that. I mean... (laughs) that's just a problematic part of Christianity in general, like the over-sexualization of women. Like, absolutely. Like, there's no doubt about it. Um, I don't know. I went to a far more, like, conservative school for, like, all of my elementary school and middle school. And I'm not saying that, like, being um, conservative is, like, inherently bad or anything. But it was very damaging for my self-esteem. <laughs> it wasn't a good time. And I don't know. I think that that's something that should certainly be addressed as well in um, Christian contemporary music in general. So I guess that's kind of all the points that I have in this video. And I guess it's a little bit short. I hate how I keep saying video. It's a freaking podcast. <laughs> But yeah, that's basically all the points I have. Sorry if it wasn't very well thought out or that I'm bad at talking, but I'm going to try and get better at that and write out a script for myself or something. I was feeling lazy today, so I didn't do that. So you just got to listen to me ramble, and I hope you enjoyed your time. This should be up in like a little bit once I figure out how to piece together all the different like recording segments that I've made. Um, I'm a bad podcaster, fun fact about that. But yeah, I hope you guys are doing well, and you'll hear from me later.
later being eventually. <laughs> okay, bye.